Talking Cleveland Browns today, a very special guest, Jeff Lloyd, the host of Locked on Browns. By the way, check him out brand new right now on YouTube. Baker Mayfield, Deshaun Watson. This is one of the most intriguing teams here with not a lot of answers. We'll see if Jeff Lloyd has some answers about the Cleveland Browns in 2022. Coming up right now. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you, as always, at the Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Thanks for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. One of those teams every day right here on the Locked On Podcast Network is Locked On Browns. And appreciate Jeff Lloyd, the host of Locked On Browns, giving us a little bit of time today. And Jeff, hopefully you have some of those answers about what's going on with the Cleveland Browns, because this team, uh, as Matt was just telling me off the air, is the most difficult for him in his power rankings that we will be uh, debuting for 2022 next week. So um, I guess we have to start, and thank you for joining us once again, with Deshaun Watson. I know there's been some late rumblings here this week about Deshaun Watson and maybe some finality to some of this. Do you have any insight into Deshaun Watson and if, when he will actually be able to play regular season games for those Cleveland Browns? Well, here's the difficult thing where all this is concerned is currently, obviously, you know, Deshaun Watson, what could he possibly be suspended for? Personal conduct policy. Somewhere along the line, he's probably going to see a suspension for that. But the difficult part, I think, for the league is if you lay that down now with all the civil lawsuits set to go down in 2023 is what we're hearing. What do you do if it gets uglier during the civil lawsuits are you then going to suspend him again on a personal conduct so this is a tough spot for the league um you know, with the meetings with him this week and obviously you know we've you know if, if you've gone in length in reading some of the accusations and some of the incidents some of them certainly aren't pretty um so you do have a concern there the question would then be is it a four game is it a six game is it an eight game um you remember kareem hunt this is something the browns went to through similarly with him at the time the browns had acquired for him having no idea what a possible suspension would be it turned out to be the first eight games of the 2019 season um they do go into this with some uncertainty um you know you're going through many uh you know going through otas right now with deshaun watson as your quarterback if you're the browns you want an answer i mean are you going to go through training camp give Deshaun Watson the majority of the starter reps, then maybe find out late August that a suspension is going to drop then. That's time you could have used to get Jacoby Brissett ready to go for whatever length of games he might start to start the regular season. For me, it's a tough spot for the NFL and probably dealing with Deshaun Watson, Dave Mogheta, and all of you know Deshaun's representatives as far as, you know, if you're going to give the personal conduct now, that's okay. But is it going to be a one-time thing? Or are we going to be sitting in the same position again in this same time in 2023. I mean, because basically what it is, is you'd be looking at the NFL as then basically suspending him for personal conduct twice for the same incident, which becomes a real slippery slope. Jeff, good to talk to you again. Um, always fun chatting about my old team that I worked for and now big rival of my hometown team. So <laughs> help me with these power ranks. If it's Watson starting day one with this current cast around him, where roughly are you putting them on a power ranks of 32 teams? And Jacoby Brissett, as you mentioned, I'm a, I'm a Brissett fan. I, I think he's a high-end backup. He could be my backup any day. I like the way he plays the game. 
where would you power rank him with Brissett as the quarterback? Roughly. See, for me, and I think, you know, we also have not only we have this asterisk next to Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. there's also the asterisk of whether or not Jadavian Clowney does, in fact, return to this team. Everything you hear seems to be Jadavian Clowney is going to wait till about June 16th or June 17th when every OTA is off the board. And Jadavian puts pen to paper and says, I'll see you at camp. By the way, my hamstrings are a little tweaked, so I might not be able to do anything right <laughs> off the bat, but I'll be there. But I'll be there. If you look at a team constructed that way, with Deshaun on the offensive side of the ball, with Jadavian Clowney coming back with some of the additions they made as you know reserve pass rushers on that team, I think this team is fully capable of winning the AFC North, which you figure then you put them in top four you know, in the AFC. Cincinnati, yes, they've improved. Cincinnati has always had an issue, even the way they are currently constructed, with the Cleveland Browns. They have not fared well against them. Um, you know, Joe Barrow has never beaten, beaten Baker Mayfield or a team quarterbacked by anybody else for this matter. The Baltimore Ravens, it's difficult to see where they're at. They're a talented team, but you have to wonder with Lamar, who's a former MVP, sitting contractually in the same situation currently as Baker Mayfield, is very interesting. Is that going to continue for that team? Are they going to continue that relationship? Pittsburgh, um, you know, it's it's hard to believe, even if Kenny Pickett can be as good as so, the best you know, of what some people think Kenny Pickett can be. Are you just really going to transition similar to the Green Bay Packers where you went from, you know, uh, you know, a dozen years of Brett Favre to a dozen years or so of Aaron Rodgers? That's not the norm of the NFL. Kenny Pickett maybe being older, you know, being you know, more NFL ready to go, maybe not so much in talent, but as far as you know, nothing's going to shake him. He doesn't really have to adjust. This is a place he spent a lot of time in Pittsburgh, so he's already comfortable here. But I think in and this should be the benchmark, in my opinion. If you guaranteed $238 million, if you gave away three years worth of first-round picks, you believe Deshaun Watson is going to lead you to the AFC North, not just this year, for the foreseeable future. Now, if you were to start the season with Jacoby Brissett, this comes down to how many games Deshaun might miss. If it's the first four, okay, you've got Carolina, Atlanta, the Jets, and Pittsburgh. Would it be ill-conceivable to go three and one, maybe four and oh, if your defense continues where they were towards the end of last season, where they were training as a top 10 defense, uh, you know, nine times held opponents to 16 points or less last year. It's a really, really good defense. You could maybe even get Baker Mayfield injured last year to get you to three and one, four and oh, over that stretch. And so maybe, you know, if Brissett can bridge that gap, then you get into tougher opponents. That's when you get New England. That's when you get the Chargers. Those are going to be, you know, shootout type of games, most likely, regardless of who's the quarterback. So, no, you know, I would think they are in contention for a wild card if Jacoby Brissett's the quarterback for that team. But it's not crazy to believe that if it were the first four weeks, he could get them off and running, then Deshaun comes in. But if they get Deshaun for 17, and I've gone on record on saying this, if they get Deshaun for 17 games, they should be a team that should be able to win the AFC North. And, you know, I, 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 I'm I, not saying it won't be close, but I'm thinking it, it should be what is expected in the buildings in Berea. I want to get to the rest of that Cleveland Browns roster, but uh, the, the quarterback stuff is obviously going to dominate any conversation right now. And first, and <laughs> by the way, I like the little dig you threw at, at Kenny Pickett there and his talent level. I, no, I just, you know, <laughs> it was a tough spot for the Steelers. You know, they... Yeah. They couldn't wait around and say, oh, well, we think Malik Willis in a couple of years could be the player, uh, you know, that maybe he can be. And it's not a knock on on Kenny Pickett. It was just a tough, tough quarterback class. And obviously for Pittsburgh, you know, there were years where they were hoping maybe Ben would have stepped down a little bit sooner. Maybe last year would have been a little bit more advantageous for them. Um, It happened when it happened. 
you made a you you made an interesting point there about the offseason and how the Browns go about things because they're in such an interesting spot with reps and how they go through OTAs and training camp and you have to get Deshaun Watson ready. And Deshaun Watson didn't play last year. So there, there's going to be some rust you have to knock off there. And if he's your starting quarterback, you got to get him all the reps you can, get him ready to go with a new team. Uh, and the last time he played was a couple of years ago with a whole different group of guys, different team, different system, all that stuff. So um, that's going to take some time. But if you know he's going to be suspended for part of a season, half a season, a full season, you can't give him all the reps and not give the guy who's actually going to play quarterback reps. So it's almost a no-win situation until they actually find out, and you get the feeling the NFL is going to drag their feet on this, and you might not find out until you've already divvied up the reps and find out, crap, maybe we should have given Jacoby Brissett more reps this you know, training camp. BP, I'm going to interject super quick because we don't talk about this enough on our show there's not as much practice time and reps as most of our listeners think. It's a very difficult situation. I'm sure you talk about it, Lance versus Garoppolo. I talk about it all the time. Pickett versus um, Trubisky with a little bit of Rudolph sprinkled in. And frankly, you know, Dwayne Haskins would have gotten reps too. I mean, like, it's hard to give these guys all the reps they deserve. This Cleveland situation is really hairy too. Oh, there's no yeah. question about it. What what exactly do you do? And that's why if you're the Browns, it's like, look, if it's going to come for 2022, we, we want a decision immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, and if it's going to be where maybe we're going to wait to 2023, you need to know either way. And, you know, and this is where, of course, and you as you uh, brought up, Matt, it's not a question where he's going back to Houston and basically just stepping back in, even though he was around them last year, involved in everything, but actually practicing and actually playing. It's a whole new system. It's all brand new wide receivers, tight ends. He does obviously have a strength of a strong running game, a strong offensive line to lean on, you know, if he doesn't get the preparation time he needs. But still, I mean, what, you know, you could maybe conceivably go three and one with Jacoby Brissett. Now you're getting Deshaun Watson out there and you're getting the big games right away with the Chargers and the Patriots where, you know, maybe he's, you know, physically ready, but, you know, no experience with maybe running a two minute O, something that could be crucial and, you know, trying to close out a half or close out a game in what could be a tight game. All right, more on the Cleveland Browns, their outlook for 2022. And, oh, yeah, there's another quarterback under contract as well <laughs> in Cleveland. We'll get to that next. Uh, but first, I want to let the folks out there know about Built Bar and the Brownie Batter Puffs, which are back in stock at Built.com. They went so fast last time. You were going to want to act quickly to get yourself a box of Brownie Batter Puffs. And judging by... Uh, what we're talking about here in the uh, in the locked on DMs on Twitter and our our conversations back and forth with the other hosts, this might be the most popular flavor that exists of Bill Bars right now is the brownie batter puffs. But they went so fast, I didn't get to try them, but I do have a box headed my way right now. So I'll let you know, brownie batter. You know what it's like. You, you making brownies, you might eat half of the batter before you even get that stuff into um, into the oven, right? And and that's what we're talking about with brownie batter puffs, except for it's only 140 calories. Unlike brownies, 17 grams of protein, only seven grams of sugar in the brownie batter puffs. They're the perfect pick-me-up for any day. And most Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, which is always the key to me because you actually enjoy eating it. You reach for something that is delicious, right? You're never going to reach for something just because it's healthy, but you get the best of both worlds with Bilt Bar. And the brownie batter puffs, the newest flavor. Tons of uh, flavors. Otherwise, all the standard flavors at Bilt 
mixedbox.com. And with our promo code, you can get 15% off any of those flavors. Or if you're not sure, get a mixed box of Built Bars. All you got to do is go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Well, thank everybody once again for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. Make sure you're checking out the rest of the Locked On NFL channel. Your team is covered. Locked On Browns, Locked On 49ers. No matter what team you like, it is covered here on the network and other sports as well. Baseball, NBA, college, your team is covered on the Locked On Podcast Network. And, oh, yeah, Locked On NFL with hosts Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, Tony Wiggins, and the whole gang. Uh, covering all 32 teams, as are we here on the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. And you're going to want to subscribe to that Locked On NFL channel because that is the home of Peacock and Williamson on YouTube. All right, Jeff, um, one more quick question about Deshaun Watson. Do you th- is there a sliding scale for you? And I know they're they're taking a PR hit because of the whole Deshaun Watson thing and how much they gave up and then you know the guarantees with money, even though – there's no guarantees of which games he's going to play for you. Is there a sliding scale for you when the Deshaun Watson trade starts to not become a good deal? Did that did that already happen? Or is it like, okay, six games is okay, but if he's suspended for a season, then this was just a dumb move. For me, the problem is, and look, the Browns were obviously looking to go big game hunting this year at the quarterback position. Told the quarterback they currently have, you know, we have a list of guys we essentially think are upgrades over you, and we're going to pursue them. And, you know, I mean, nobody thought if I, I honestly thought none of them were it was going to be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, they found a way to make it work in you know the trade for Deshaun Watson. For me, I went through this with Kareem Hunt and covering this years ago. Uh, look, I, I hate that the amount of time I have to devote right now talking about off field stuff in this situation, as opposed to just talking football. You have to do it. It's part of the job. We all know it. Would you rather be talking X's and O's and players? 100 percent. Um, for me, the thing was, is we didn't really know. You know, you have no idea going into it. It's a blind bag. And for Kareem Hunt at the time, you know, granted, they didn't give up nearly what they gave up. And it was a previous administration, but she had no idea. So he ended up losing him for eight games for the situation for Kareem Hunt, which was seemed to be almost one isolated incident that he was suspended for versus what Deshaun Watson is going for. You know, and look, you know, when you get into, you know, 20 something allegations, that's fine. Could some of them not be merited? Possibly. But I mean, you know, if anybody watches Law and Order SVU, it only takes one and one for it to be something that was wrong. And he's something he's going to have to be suspended for. Um, I think for this administration, they felt there was no way that they were going to reach the heights that they thought their team was capable of without making this move, understanding. And there's obviously some very intelligent people within that front office that at some point there was going to be a time where Deshaun Watson was basically going to be away from the team. It's a gamble they're willing to take. Um, me, probably not, because you're taking a lot of discourse. And, you know, they did do press conferences and we did our due diligence into this and to that. And it's great to say we did our due diligence. Anybody can say it. You know, I can tell my wife I did my due diligence into trying the lower the monthly bills. It may not happen. Um, but they could have told people, oh, well, you know, this is what we saw and this is what we come. Our people said this, that when they looked into it wasn't the case basically he was told you know we made this move and we feel that it's going to be okay well that's great that's not enough um and obviously there's some people who cover who you know left doing content work for the cleveland browns there are major members of browns media who are not happy about this move and if it doesn't go as well as andrew barry and kevin stefanski you know all these people expected all of a sudden you're looking at you know 
a hierarchy with the Cleveland Browns that was really, really well thought of after 2020 to maybe in a year or a year and a half time from now, like, where's it going? Because you took a major gamble and we didn't get any further than we did in 2020. So we briefly brought up Baker. He's kind of the elephant in the room. What's your Baker prediction of how this shakes out? If you're Carolina, and, yeah. you know, Seattle's a little different, I would say. Pete Carroll established he's been there forever. I think Pete's going to pull the final plug on when his time there is done. If you're Matt Rule, and obviously Matt Rule made his way up through the college ranks very quickly, you know, did it with personality, did it with, you know, the way he built programs and turned some programs around, especially Baylor. That's great. That doesn't necessarily work in the NFL. When the guys are making just as much as you, or in most cases, more, if it's not working, guess who the guy is that's going to go? You, you're going to tell me you're going into this with Sam Darnold, Matt Corral, and there's a Baker Mayfield out there that you can probably get by paying cheap, giving up cheap compensation for, has won a playoff game, has led his team you know, to a seven-win season as a rookie in 2018, took his team to the playoffs in 2020, was on the brink of going to the AFC Championship game as well in 2020. If you're Matt Rule, and this could most likely be your last season in Carolina, Sean Payton rumors certainly can't be helping. You know, are you going to invest in Sam Darnold, who's obviously in the same sort of some of the similar situations Baker has been without some of the success that Baker has been in, or Matt Corral, who wasn't drafted, you know, till mid to late round three? I, I don't see how it doesn't work. Seattle, maybe still a possibility. Pete Carroll, obviously a lot more cemented position in Seattle and you know, in the understanding of, you know, I won a Super Bowl here. I understand my time here may be dwindling, but most likely Pete's going to be able to leave on his own terms. I look at Carolina. I just don't know if Matt Rule is in that same situation. And if my job was on the line, I don't know if Sam Darnold and Matt Corral would be enough. I'd be ready to go to bat, have go to bat for me to basically save my job. I agree about Carolina. They, they, it feels like they have to do something else, but then there's the money aspect of Baker Mayfield. They've already got the same contract with Sam Darnold. So, but they're not going to have to pay nearly the amount. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm wondering if it, it, it has to almost end because of the money involved, that it has to almost end in Baker Mayfield just getting cut. And can Baker Mayfield force that just by showing up one day? Because if Baker Mayfield shows up, you've got to do something, right? I, I feel like that's the, the last the the last piece of this is Baker Mayfield says, I'm tired of being in limbo. I want to force the issue. He starts showing up to things because he's still under contract and the team does not want him in the building. Right. And I don't think you can keep him out of the building if he's under contract, unless you just release him. So is that how potentially this thing ends? I think teams are maybe hopefully hoping for that. But then if that happens, you know, if you're one of the teams that desperately think he upgrades your quarterback room, are you sure you're going to get him in that route? That's where it's going to be difficult. If I'm Carolina, and look, you know, Baker on the books for almost $19 million. And look, for the Browns, I don't even think it's a thing so much about, you know, what the draft pick compensation would be. Look, the Browns also understand, you know, we're not, at worst, we're going to have to pay $19 million. So if somebody comes in and says, we'll pay six, we'll pay six and a half, this is a point of, you know, as opposed to choking down the $19 million, would you at least be more palatable with saying 12, saying even 11, you know, and the Browns, they are in a position where they can drag this out till almost training camp. It's not really going to get any uglier than it already is. Um, you know, you have obviously Deshaun Watson setting up this Bahamas trip with everybody. Um, it makes with the awkward situation. Well, oh, well, Baker Mayfield supposedly not going to go. You think? 
you think he's not <laughs> right, going right, to right. go? Um, <laughs> do you think he's even invited? I mean, like, what's right. he going to do? Show up with, like, a case of beer and say, guys, if I add some beer, is it okay if I come to? He doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to be a Brown anymore. The Browns essentially understand, you know, they're done with him being a Brown. I think it's just going to be a position of where, you know, the few teams that are interested, where somebody says, hey, here's a day three pick. We'll pay five, six million dollars. You pay the rest. Let's just, you know, end the saga for you and the saga for him. And let's see what's next for Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that, that all makes perfect sense. You know, you mentioned Clowney earlier. There's a lot of areas of this roster I'd like to talk about, but I think Clowney will end up in Cleveland again. It just seems like it makes perfect sense. Even so, besides Miles Garrett, I don't have a lot of hope for this defensive line. Am I off base here? Um, this is, it's actually pretty funny. And because this is one thing I basically discussed my entire time here is, you know, where are the defensive tackles? Larry Ogunjobi yeah, right. was a nice player. Um, then for years we were trying to say, well, where's your run stuffing guy? Who's the big guy that's going to allow, you know, for guys behind him to run around. They sort of tried it with Larry Ogunjobi. He sat out 20 because of COVID. Um, last year, just, you got nothing out of Larry Ogunjobi. Right now, your defensive tackle room consists of Jordan Elliott, in his third year, Tommy Togiai in his second year. I actually think Tommy Togiai, the literally played last year, you saw signs of a guy that maybe able might to be able to assist in, you know, the run stopping part of defense. Mm-hmm. You brought in Taven Bryant. Taven Bryant, you know, doesn't really do much for you. He can maybe, you know, contribute in nickel and dime pass rushing. But then you went and drafted Perry on Winfrey, which is a selection I like. Perry on Winfrey, that seems to be what he excels at. So for the one year cheap deal you gave Tavon Bryant, in all actuality, you're hoping Perry on Winfrey steals those reps. The Browns in nickel dime prefer to play more pass rushers. So if you get Jadavian Clowney back in, you can take Miles, you can take Jadavian, put them on the inside. You drafted Alex Wright in the third round as a player I like, but I think is probably a year away. Um, you know, at his size, um, it was, was hurt during the process, but you know, impressive, long. Um, there might be a path where Isaiah Thomas, the D end out of Oklahoma, who they drafted in the seventh round could see more playing time early than Alex Wright. Isaiah Thomas is a little bit more complete at this point in time as far as he will you know, work well as far as his run assignments, making sure nothing gets at us outside of him, whereas Alex Wright was basically a big, good athlete that UAB just said, do whatever you do, you can do to make a play. Now you're in the NFL, and it's going to be more, obviously, you know, assignment nuanced. You better do what's asked of you. Otherwise, guess what? You're only going to play you know, on third down. But, yeah, it's, it's a hole in the middle. Names like Akeem Hicks, names like Eddie Goldman. If you told me any one of those guys were to come in, I'd feel a lot better about that. You know, but if Jadavian does come back into the edge room, I, I'm okay with it because you needed to get younger in that room anyway. And you know, ideally, if you you know, if it was one year or two year with Jadavian, you hope that maybe Alex Wright, Isaiah Thomas turned into a player that you can say, well, at least those two can maybe combined can be the opposite to what Miles is on one side. It is a daily, year-long drama in the NFL. The Cleveland Browns a perfect example right now in 2022. Jeff, I know you're a busy man. we got to let you go. Appreciate let me just you. sneak in one thing, guys. Um, <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know, um, Lockdown Browns is no longer a solo show. And it's actually funny, after 1,200 episodes, this has been in the works, but episode 1201, obviously Lockdown Browns now on YouTube. Um, joined by now Garrett Bush, uh, you know, has joined in as co-host, does local radio in Cleveland. He's part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Uh, so, you know, obviously, you know, with, you know, things getting bigger, obviously, uh, Lockdown Browns, we've upgraded now to a two-man show. It's been a blast thus far. Obviously, you know, this part of the year, always just, you know, 
general conversations about your team before things really start amp up and amp up again in July. But, you know, really, really excited, hopefully, about where the heading of this organization is, get past off of this off-field talk, and hopefully getting to talk about what is the new Cleveland Browns again. That's some clarity be real nice there for uh, I'm sure the co-hosts of Locked On Browns and the the Browns themselves and Browns fans. Uh, that's fantastic. Make sure you check out the new Locked On Browns on YouTube. Hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, and all those things. Appreciate you and Jeff. Appreciate you giving us the time today and talking Browns with us on Peacock and Williamson. Always a pleasure with you, gentlemen. Next, uh, we'll wrap this thing up. Talk a little bit more about the division. Talk a little bit more about the Cleveland Browns and uh, and how we feel about that oddball situation going on in Cleveland. But first, I want to let the folks out there know about Bet Online. You can bet on the Browns. You can bet on uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers if you would like to to win Super Bowl Fifty Seven. There is a ton of NFL futures, even though the season is not happening yet. You can bet on a ton of NFL. Uh, odds and, and uh, futures and, and all kinds of lines, rookies of the year, coaches of the year, which division will win the Super Bowl at Bet Online that continues to be your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information this season. Find all the latest odds, news, sports developments, including NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, Vegas casino games, live betting, esports, and more. So, Get over to your continued source for all sports wagering information at Bet Online. Use your desktop or mobile device to learn more about the trends and action at Bet Online, where the game starts. It's a predicament. It's a predicament for the Cleveland Browns, Matt. And uh, I don't know how this is all going to end, but I, after having it's so odd to go from Baker Mayfield and where he was coming into the 2021 season. And he was a player that was well thought of around the league and brought the Cleveland Browns to places they hadn't been in a while. And obviously the, uh, the shine was rubbed off of his star at some point during 2021, partially because of, you know, his attitude and just the way he is and maybe rubbed some people the wrong way. And partially because he probably played hurt when he shouldn't have. Now you have, the opportunity to upgrade and the Browns went all in to find that upgrade in Deshaun Watson. And then when it's all said and done, they might actually be playing with the third best option that they could have had in Jacoby Brissett, <laughs> who I think most people would still rather have. And you know, true serum in, um, in Stefanski, right. They would rather have Baker Mayfield than Jacoby Brissett quarterback sure, in, sure. Term in 2022. So what a what an odd season this could be for the Cleveland Browns right now. And to be honest with you, the way Jeff laid it out about what it would take to get Baker Mayfield, I'm I'm shocked that the Seattle Seahawks wouldn't be willing to give up a third round pick and five million dollars for Baker Mayfield right now. That it's 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 almost asinine if they're not willing to do that. I agree, and I think Carolina as well. Um, I don't even know if it'd take a third. You know, I mean, to be very honest, at this point, I do think it's a chance he gets cut. The whole situation is so odd, and I see it this way. is I've never been the biggest Baker fan, but I do think he's somewhere between the 15th and 22nd best quarterback on the planet and should be starting games. And I think, you know, you have to look at him as very hampered by injuries last year when evaluating his tape. And I'm, I think this is how it really went. Was I don't think it was Baker has to go. You know, he's not good enough. But if we can go get this beautiful new girlfriend, we're going to do it. And they did. So 
sorry, Baker, we hurt your feelings. And he takes things personally anyways. And, you know, I mean, he, he probably was saying, Hey, I put it all on the line for you guys last year. Shouldn't have gone out there. And this is how you reward me. And he has that chip on his shoulder, walk on mentality too, that serves him very well, but he's collateral damage. But again, it's like everything around Watson for the last two years has all these ramifications for others. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that he's a cancer or a disaster or whatever, but I mean, he just brings a heavy shadow with him everywhere he goes and it's hard to overcome. And unfortunately I think Baker's just collateral damage and it'll probably be Brissett, which could be worse. And it's amazing the timing of all this and the dominoes that fell because of it. And not only Baker Mayfield, but Matt Ryan doesn't go anywhere. If, the Falcons didn't try to go get Deshaun Watson too. And the Matt right, Ryan right. feels the same way Baker Mayfield does, but even more so because he gave you, how many years has Matt Ryan been in Atlanta? 14, 15 years? <laughs> right, right. He was Super Bowl, and that's how you repay him. And, and, and so, so much was just shaken up by this Deshaun Watson thing, and he still might not even pay, play for the team that got him. And then I look at a team like the Washington Commanders. I At the beginning of this whole thing, if Baker Mayfield was available, I would have right. much rather done the same exact deal for Baker Mayfield that the commanders did for, for, Wentz. for Carson Wentz. Right, right, right. right. So that, the value game and when things happen, the timing of it all is also what's mind-boggling here because Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo, when you're between quarterback 15 and, and 22, which I think both of those quarterbacks are, that's a very valuable thing. And those guys are on the scrap heap right now. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, and you would think if the the reasoning would be there's more supply than demand. All the musical chairs filled up. But I still think there's two chairs open and two quarterbacks. You know, Seattle and Carolina can't be comfortable with their quarterback room. I mean, and, and but they I would don't have to act quickly. I would argue there's more than two. Like the New York Giants, do they have a good quarterback situation? All I right. would take both Garoppolo and Mayfield over Daniel Jones right now. You don't um, even know if he's going to come back next year. You know, I mean, even if he's a hit, then you got to pay. He him. already didn't pick up his fifth year option, so that right, decision. Right, right, right. Go, go do something else. Maybe bring some competition in at least, and maybe you're better off for it. So, um, yeah, the the court, the most valuable position in sports, and I, I, I've never seen a point in the off season where there's two quarterbacks that are among the 32 best in the NFL that are just blowing in the wind right now. Just kind of hanging. Yeah. I mean, again, and you know, Jimmy's not going to end up in Seattle. You know that better than anyone. So where does that leave him? I mean, do they end up at a team like Houston or the giants or somewhere like that? I mean, possibly, but someone's going to get a good deal on both of them. That much. I know. And it's funny because teams really, (laughs) in, in some ways teams overvalue draft picks and it's, it's, it is odd that the way Jeff laid that out, if it would take so little to get Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. you know a team would sign him if he was released tomorrow. Oh, yeah. It last about the an same hour, teams right. that want to sign him, why wouldn't they give up so little for that value at quarterback? You could flip him at the trade deadline if you don't even play him, probably. You know, right. uh, there, There's a lot of things that could happen with that. So yeah, it's such a wild situation right now. And I do think the Seattle thing is part of the reason why the 49ers probably don't want to just outright release Jimmy Garoppolo is because they don't want the Seahawks to sign him. And, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so I think when it's all said and done, it just makes a lot of sense that Baker would be in Seattle and Jimmy would end up in Carolina. And I feel like that's what Carolina needs most is that veteran. Stable. That they yeah. know that can play more stable guy. And I think Baker Mayfield could even flourish. I, I just feel like the personality thing might even work with Pete Carroll. And Baker Mayfield, despite all of his faults, 
I'm taking him every single day over Drew Locke. Not even oh, close. Yeah. And Geno Smith. And right, of course. Yeah. And you know, Baker throwing an improved O line with a good running game thrown to DK and Lockett doesn't sound so bad. You know, I mean, I, I think that's a serviceable offense. Same with Carolina with either one of those quarterbacks. I mean, a healthy McCaffrey, DJ Moore, much better O line. You know, like I, I can get behind that as a win now situation. The other thing I keep thinking about, and maybe this is why the Browns have held him a little longer, because there is no rush, is if you remember like when when Teddy Bridgewater got hurt, he blew out his knee, and all of a sudden Minnesota was like, oh, no, you know, this is a, a crucial injury. They gave a first-round pick to the Eagles for Sam Bradford, you know, who was kind of in no man's land right now, too, because I think that was the year that they drafted Wentz, you know, and they still had Bradford. So, unfortunately – there's a good chance a starting quarterback gets hurt between now and the trade deadline or now an opening day. And then all of a sudden that team would call the Browns like crazy and give me anything you want. <laughs> yeah. You know, all of a sudden he's, nobody wants them. And now one team needs them, you know? Yeah. And, and if Baker, again, like if Baker Mayfield was available in February, he would already be somewhere and, and team, a team would have paid his full salary and been happy to do it. You know, right. Right. Andy right. Dalton, what did Andy Dalton? I don't know what Andy Dalton signed for this year, but last year he signed as a backup for $10 million. You know, mm-hmm. that's how valuable even backup quarterbacks are. I think Mariota was making eight and you know, yeah. guys like that. Right. You know, exactly. I mean, what if Matt Ryan gets hurt tomorrow? Uh, Indy should call up for Baker Mayfield the second, you know, right? And I think that's why that's where the 49ers, that's where the Browns are at right now. There's nothing forcing them. And that's why I asked mm-hmm. Jeff about, like, that's where, because for the 49ers, like, Garoppolo's got the shoulder. He's not going to be throwing until late June um, and into July. But, you know, the 49ers, if Jimmy Garoppolo shows up at training camp, they'd be like, hey, we like you. You like us. It's cool. It's weird, maybe, and awkward, and we're going to have a competition now. I don't even think Jimmy Garoppolo will be there in camp. Something will already have happened. But Baker Mayfield, you that's not going to happen. He's not going to. So, no. And there's OTAs, too. All Baker Mayfield has to do, in my opinion, is show up to the facility in Cleveland at any point when his teammates are there, and they have to release him. Well, he's going to show up when training camp starts. I mean, yes. nobody holds out anymore. You know, it used to be – oh, we're going to fine you for every day you missed, and then we'll just throw that away. That's all you know, BS. Well, that's not uh, uh, possible now with the, the today's salary or uh, you know CBA, which is why Watson was there last year, like playing safety or doing whatever the heck he was doing in Houston, wasn't getting quarterback reps. So if Baker's a Brown, he is going to show up uh, in, as soon as camp opens. Probably not the OTAs. How about know. this date, which is coming up very quickly now? June 14th to 16th is the Cleveland Browns mandatory minicamp. And you, okay, can get right, right. Fined, you can get fined for not showing up to that, too. So I think that's the Maybe date. Maybe that's a drop. Mayfield day. shows up and the Browns say, okay, we got we to gotta cut Baker Mayfield by or before June 14th because you can't have him showing up to mandatory minicamp. But, I mean, it's kind of funny. I mean, Jeff's talking about the uh, the vacation Watson's planning for everybody. And, yeah, Baker's not going on that. But I can't no. even imagine Baker, Brissett, and Watson all sitting in the quarterback room together. Like, that ain't happening either. Oh, you And you can't allow that to happen if you're no. – Eat $19 million. It's more important to make sure that doesn't happen. You can't, you can't, right. make, you can't make a bad, a bad situation worse. And they're all going to sit in the lunchroom together, you know, yucking it up. That ain't happening. <laughs> yeah, Jacoby Brissett's like – what am I doing here? Right. Yeah. Actually, Jacoby Brissett is probably the one that wouldn't care because all, the other, stable, madness, right. all the other madness helps him. So, right. Maybe right, he right. would invite that. Maybe, yeah. Maybe Brissett would be like, hey, more chaos, the better. Yeah. Th- these are the dates. This is the hotel we're staying at in the Bahamas. Let's go. <laughs>
Oh, Good it's stuff. A, it's it's an it's a crazy league we cover, Matt, and that's why we're able to do this show every single day, even throughout the off season. Matt Williamson was teasing his NFL power rankings. We'll get into the first 2022 power rankings of the season next week from Matt Williamson. Tomorrow, though, do you have? I know you've been changing. Do you have your rookie dynasty rankings set yet? Because we're talking about them tomorrow, and I think you're on your like 12th iteration of those rankings. Yeah, and I, and I start a dynasty draft tomorrow, and that's really when the rubber hits the road. Of it's easy to put the spreadsheet together, and I have this guy over this guy. But when you're on the clock, you you know you really are honest with yourself. Then you're like, ah, I better change it because I, I I want him more than I want the other guy. But yeah, I, I feel pretty strong about him. I have got about forty guys ranked, and sometimes it gets that far in the fourth round and whatnot. Um, but as the case with any ranking and power ranks the same way, the more you look at it, the more you tweak it just a little, you know, Matt Williamson's 2022 rookie dynasty rankings coming up Friday. Thanks everybody for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen, check out everything else going on here on the locked on podcast network, your team every day, your team is covered. No matter the sport, Matt and I back covering the NFL tomorrow, rookie dynasty rankings right here. Peacock and Williamson.